Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I spent this past weekend at a wedding for one of my future brother-in-law's brothers-in-law brothers-in-law he listens to the show and he was talking to me about it and like how funny it is and entertaining it is but he was like there's just one thing that really bugs me about it though it's me I understand. It, I'm out. It is you. It is the science. It is the uh, <laughs> he is he is an honest to god scientist, like a PhD. He is a baller smart man who does science every day, and he's like, boy, just listening to you guys mess that shit up. <laughs> so now that we're back, though, tonight, literally tonight, as you're listening to this. Eight o'clock tonight, Eastern Standard Time, we have the second half of the Gen Con show. Uh, so if you are on Twitch, or even if you're not on Twitch, you can get on Twitch and uh, and see what happens in the second half of that story. Uh, mm-hmm. That is the crit show on Twitch. How was Dragon Con for those of you that got to go? It Busy. Was, yeah, it was crazy. It was uh, good, but it's I... got to be your cup of tea. Yeah, it's not I'm, not. I'm not much of a party guy, so the fact that it is a party... For five days, it really is. Was rough, but no, it really. There was a lot of good though. It's uh, a really cool area. Um, the way that they have everything set up with the you know the vendors and all of that, like it spread through all these hotels. Like it's just it's a it's a blast. It's a really cool area. I got to meet two Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers, uh, Red Ranger and Black Ranger. Didn't you say they were just kind of you know they just showed up? They, well, they weren't on the official like list of. Guests guests exactly but they had a booth so they had like a vendor hall booth as opposed to like photo ops right and And so they were just doing that stuff at their booth where they you know have people come up and you could do selfies and just chat with them and everything and we were just walking around the corner I'm like looking at some you know the usual stuff you see the dice trays and the you know whatever else random stuff and I come around the corner and went oh my oh my god I am four feet away from Austin St. John I'm gonna have a heart attack Um, because that's I grew up with them they were you know, Power Rangers was absolutely the height of my nerddom. Sure. Um, and uh, right next to him was Walter Jones. I was like, oh, oh, I have to talk to them. The rest of them kind of went over to the side and just waited as I got up the courage to go up and shake their hands. And... Wait, you're saying Billy and Jimmy Lee were there? No. The Double Dragons? Oh, my God. I hate <laughs> they, had so a, they had a tent set up outside the Marriott. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how you could tell that they weren't like that they came late. <laughs> just a big paper sign that said, please love us. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> No, but that that was cool. That was really uh, one of the kind of heights of it for me. It was fun. It was a good weekend. But you're 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 not going to go back. Well, I'm just blatantly going to steal what Rev was saying to me in the car on the way back because we talked a lot about this, and I think it's an important distinction, and it's something that I I have some anxiety issues, so I had just issues getting out to where the the party stuff was happening because it was nuts. But and you know Rev was able to do this, and I'll let him speak on that. But it would be a bigger difference if I went into it 
as a character that I was comfortable kind of performing, being able to improv a little bit and talk with people and just kind of stay in that mode. Because I think doing that would have put me in a place of confidence to get through that and have fun with that and interact with people in a way that would have been more interesting. And I just didn't have any costumes that I could really do that or pull that off. Yeah. So like at nighttime, there's one of two things that people are doing. You know, it is three giant connected hotels. Really the two things going on, people are either there to drink and socialize or they're there to see people in costumes because the nighttime is my favorite part of the costume thing because that's when everybody trucks out their really interesting mashups or their really obscure groups. I'm trying to think of some of the really dynamic things that we saw. Oh, one of my absolute favorite was a mashup. It was a Power Rangers mashup where they were D&D versions of the original five Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. that. Oh, my God. I followed them for a while because like the Blue Ranger was a mage with the staff, you know, the trident staff and, you know, like a barbarian Black Ranger with the big axe and oh, God, it was just the coolest shit. So So essentially, if you're there in with a group costume, you walk laps around the places and everyone just stops and takes photos and you chat with people. Um, You know, I went Friday and I actually changed Saturday night. We were originally going to do Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But Tass wasn't feeling it, especially on Saturday night. Saturday night's the most hectic night. Yeah. And so Friday and Saturday, I went with actually one of our one of our very supportive listeners, uh, outrageous and cosplay. and one of our very dead characters, one of our very <laughs> yeah. dead characters. Um, but we went as Gomez and Morticia Adams, and it was so much fun. We stayed in character the whole time. You know, we didn't walk five ten feet without getting stopped for photos, and that's what's fun to me about that is people coming up and talking to us. Some random drunk guy came up and he's like, "Hey, where's the kids?" And we instantly were just like, "Well, why weren't you the gentleman we hired to watch them?" And he's like, uh, oh, it's like we gave you like $7 an hour. You Aren't you supposed to be there? And he's like, oh, I get, gosh, I guess I forgot. I was like, well, you better get back there because if they're dead again when we show up, you're going to not get that seven fifty. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he just ran away. But he was giggling, you know. Um, so it's as soon as I was not in that costume, like if I went over there, we went as uh, some of the people from Dead by Daylight. But it was just the two of us. We didn't have a group. Like if we'd had a killer, been different. Or if going I'd around that damn generator finished. <laughs> yeah. But just going around as a character, it was that same like, uh, it's just a bunch of people kind of socializing and drinking and I'm not comfortable with this compared to the nights when we were the Adams family and I, I was completely comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I say I wouldn't go again, but realistically, if we had some very specific stuff set up and ready to go and said, let's do this, let's let's just be this amazing group and go do the thing yeah. and have those set up for every night, I would absolutely go again. Yeah, because in the daytime stuff is awesome. There are so oh, yeah. many. You can just pick a track. Oh, what's your fandom? Well, here's a list of every event every day that's going on in that. And it's like, you know, music, TV, magic puppetry there's like 20 some tracks and every hour every two hours there's something for that going on yeah yeah it's cool it's a it's a unique convention it's pretty neat is it worth going once i'll I'll tell you what going absolutely because here is the absolute bottom line on this is if you go to this especially if you get a bunch of people that you can have fun with and you know that you just are going to get along with anyway like just the people in our room it was just a great group of people that i absolutely adore and so i mean at the absolute very least if you don't like the party stuff and you don't ever want to walk even close to it you have an awesome set of convention and event things during the day and then we sit and we play monster of the week at night in the sweet hotels on the drive there, I've never had the chance to actually listen to the show once it's done. And so we listened to the show on the way there. You know, we were talking the other day about your hammer being lost. 
That was the first one of the game. You rolled a one on the roll that you lost your hammer. Not a two. You rolled a one. You rolled snake eyes minus one. Yeah, that was no limits, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> does anybody have a minus two in anything? TJ does now, don't you? I believe I have a minus two in tough, in fact. Yes. Okay. So the first zero has yet to come? Yeah, as far as I know, no one has rolled a zero no, yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That's yeah. going to be a real good bad one. Well, and having Rachel at Dragon Con 2, it brought up the whole conversation about killing her. Yep. That kind of got us just talking about the world that I had set up versus the world that it has turned into, which is a really, for at least for me, fun journey because for me, it was always the opposite. I always thought you guys were going to save Rachel and that Ori was going to go in the wind. Yeah, well, she's beaten me at Mario Kart one too many times. It's fair. It's <laughs> she fair. had to die. <laughs> well, with the thought of that, I'm going to let the recap roll. As you pass through the smoke, nothing happens to you, which seems strange because you can see it affecting Tass. Tass, this isn't real, man. This is a dream. Uh, yeah, with him saying that, you both feel like you could leave if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm gonna leave then. TJ and Jake, you both wake up and you're both laying at the entryway to Rev's apartment. Rev is at the table at the center of the room, just laid out. Uh, I'm going to check my electroblaster on my wrist, and I'm going to jerry-rig it to where it uh, creates a sonic sound that is uh, specific for waking people up. Tass and Rev both... (gasps) Were you also stuck in a literal nightmare hellscape? No, I, um... You guys were in my head. I might be able to track whoever was controlling the dream and send you guys there. We'd have to put you all to sleep and put you into one of your guys' heads and then send it back towards whoever is doing this. I'm just like nodding. I'll do it. It's me. And so he casts a spell. Tass, where do they wake up? A little two-story house. Got a mailbox out front. Behind the house is a garage. And in the top window of this house, you can see that there is a blue light pulsing inside the window. Inside the room, you see a crystal on a podium. There's a figure inside of the crystal. Jake, you're supposed to shatter this. I'm trying to see if there's any way to open the crystal. You touch the crystal, and you are in the storm, but there's a woman next to you. The things that you have seen in those dreams, I'm not trying to hurt you, I'm trying to warn you. Warn us about what? What is to come. Who are you? My name is Lana King. What is keeping you here? Grigori Nash. He killed me and imprisoned my soul. It's taking everything I have to try to send you this message. Where is Grigori Nash? I do not know where he is currently, but I know where I am. At the bottom of the ocean. A submarine? The name escapes me, but I remember seeing it as I was transported here. Was the name of the submarine the Argonaut? Yes. Yes, that was it. And don't count that as your third question, because you're just reminding her of a fact that she had forgotten. Things are kind of hazy for her. Okay. Can we change the outcome of the visions? Some, but not all. Some have already come to pass. Some have yet to pass. So, Jake, the Defender has given you a very clear set of instructions. You must destroy this crystal. What are you doing once you get this message from your god? Uh, I mean, I would have walked up to it and been sort of 
scrutinizing it. The landscape starts to shift a little bit. Uh-huh, how so? This just kind of like is a black room at this point, right? Just yeah. like nothing. I think that it starts to lighten up into almost Wizard of Oz before they get to Oz, that just sort of sepia browns and grays. And you are in like a countryside. This podium or pedestal is just there in the middle of the countryside. And you see some barns and stuff in the distance and... Um, you know, trees and stuff like this. Clearly, the Midwest. Okay, weird. This is out loud too. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's I, overcast. By the I way, I don't, I don't know what this is about. I'm like looking around for danger. Yeah, you don't see anything. All right, and then yeah, I would resume sort of scrutinizing. You approach the gem, and so as you start to look at and scrutinize it closer, you can actually see very small that TJ is in there as well, and they're having a conversation. Well, I mean, that certainly means I'm not going to destroy it i bet that would get me fired so uh, i'm gonna wait until hopefully he comes back out of it yeah a moment later he does he appears next to you uh what was that there's a, a woman trapped inside there or at least the spirit of a woman she was put in there by gregory nash oh and the gem is still lit it's flickering though but you can see her looking back outside again so she's still in there she is I want to kind of get close to it and be like gesturing to like my hammer and the crystal and making like a float away gesture with my hands. But I'm like, if I smash this, do you pass on? It gets windy. Uh, She doesn't understand the question. And you can see that the lightning is striking more frequently. How did you go in there? I just touched the crystal. I'm going to touch the crystal. And you appear inside. The storm is louder than when TJ was in here, and the lightning strikes are closer. I don't know how to help you. If I destroy the gem, do you move on, or are you gone, like, to hell? I don't... The gem is just... She's kind of shouting. But I get... And she realizes that her message is becoming unstable the closer the storm gets, and so she reaches her hand out to you. I'll take it. And you can sense that you have time to ask her two questions. What's going to happen if I smash this gem? Is my connection to the outside world. It will cut it off. I don't know how long I can maintain it, but if you destroy it, it will kill the connection. How do we free you so that you can move on? I don't know that you can. I'm trapped inside of something. I don't know what, but he has a sinister purpose in mind for me. And then you are back outside of the crystal. And the crystal is flickering. There's very little light left in it, but you can see there is still light. I think I'm going to piss off God again. I don't think I'm going to smash this gem. Shit. I'm going to be in trouble again. This time, though, all it means is that you can't use that one power (laughs) instead of all your powers. I bet ultimately it means more than that. I bet ultimately it is like a how dare you. I'm not. I'm not going to smash it. Uh, And I think that what I'm hoping is that by essentially solving this by like finding her and trying to free her and whatever that that's as good as instead of just obliterating her and this connection that that resolving it will be good enough without just snuffing her out i hope that taking the long road will count so as you make this decision Tess, you get a feeling of them leaving this dream And you feel the doors of your house closing. But that crystal is still in the house. And you hear the conversations that they had. Everything that has been discussed has been seen from either of their points of view or hers on this night are in your memories because it is in your house. And as the front door of the house closes, there's enough energy left in her before you wake up to ask a question. How was I not ready for this? (laughs) That's his question. How was I not ready for this? (laughs) 
What's the first step from here to stop him? You'll need all the help you can get. Find Jake's predecessor. I I don't believe that she's dead. And then you are awake on Rev's living room floor. He gives you each a mug and tells you to drink. And after a few moments, you're all sitting on the couch in his living room, feeling a little less groggy than you were before. Okay. Jake, I think we have to find the previous divine. I hadn't occurred to me that there would still be one around. Yeah, I mean, me either. (laughs) But that's what she told me on the way out. That's that's the next step. Well, I'm not going to get to just like pray and ask who it was right now, because I kind of disobeyed an order again. What do you mean? Well, I got a vision, and he wanted me to destroy that crystal. Yeah, I felt that. I was going to have to do something about that if you went for it. Yeah, what was the what was the farmland about? Was that on purpose? Oh, yeah. I get a lot of... They used to be nightmares about dozens and dozens of tornadoes that would just be like an impossible thing to escape. Just every direction, tornadoes. You were going to hurt me with a dozen tornadoes? I was going to not let you through with a dozen tornadoes. What? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> This is where we are now. This is where we stand. Do what I had to do. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think I pissed off the boss. Probably. I think there's a way around that. I think that if we resolve this, then hopefully that'll be good enough. But in the meantime, I don't imagine I'm getting a lot of answers. Rev, you know magicy stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to track down someone that used to be in a position of power like this? Well, I mean, you'd have to know their name, or maybe have a possession, or. Um, I mean, there's lots of different ways to track people. Do you know anything? Didn't you tell us that the last time that these gods or whatever they are, didn't they say that the Defender was the one that had it before and that he tried it again and this was their last straw? Something like that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, he was the Defender's boy, like I am. Well, He got put through the trials, same as me, and he did not, he did not make it through. Well, I mean, we have a possession he used. He was connected to the hammer. I don't think I have enough power to cast something strong enough to overpower or overwhelm or override the magic that's got to be on that hammer. All right, if we can't track, I mean, what else do we know? What are the things that we think we can stop? I mean, she clearly said to TJ that some of the things haven't happened yet, but some of them have. Um, So what all were the, the visions? I mean, I only know what I saw in the doors. I'm not sure what happened to me. Uh, there was one where you were floating above the ocean and you were dropping rocks into a bucket. And when water splashed out of the bucket into the ocean, everything got all tumultuous. Okay. I had a nightmare that the Council of Gods drained me of my power, essentially, and I turned into a werewolf. Yeah, I think I think when we tried to leave that first time, we were having some sort of nightmare. I don't I don't know that that's connected the same way. I think that was more of a don't go that way kind of thing. Because if if she was sincere, she was trying to, you know, tunnel us towards these. Like you, your yours was you were at some kind of a feast and there was an empty chair and TJ went in and tried to sit there and all of the, the food started rotting. You know, it was clear that that was not TJ's place, which seems strange to me. That seems like if any either of us were going to walk in, that would be who would need to be next to you. But I don't know. That's just uh, who was at the table. People from time, all sorts of different like warriors and things like it. Did any of them look recent? Did any of them look modern? No. Maybe the empty seat was your predecessor. 
It was his seat. And the table did have the symbol of the defender on it, and there were four other tables in addition to this oh, one. Oh, that's right. I didn't... Yeah. And then TJ had that whole energy being kind of feeding him and calculations running through his eyes and yeah that one was that was trippy i don't yeah it was almost like i was being fed knowledge or something yeah Yeah. oh oh my goodness okay we saw ori running from something probably nash yeah um then there's the plague doctor with all the smoke or the you know the poison whatever that was what can we check on what what if this is something tangible well, Lana did say that she's stuck in a submarine at the bottom of an ocean. What? Probably the Argonaut. Remember oh. that patch I found? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One thing at least we could do is figure out whatever happened to the Argonaut. Yeah, we can research that. I would also like to pop over and check on Ori. Yeah. Hopefully well, that one hasn't come to pass yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a good call. Okay, well, we have at least a few things to research. Let's get to it. Montage. We need to find out who this woman is. Uh, Yeah, we can also just look up that name. Yeah, we know what she looks like. Uh, So, Rev, uh, why don't we do some research on the symbols? I've been doing a lot of research on those. Um, I mean, that looks like... You see the shape of the one on the right? That is the same pattern that was around the Halifax. I can't tell exactly what yet, but all four of these together make a bigger spell. It almost looks like they're channeling something. And what about the different colored dots around the outside? Those are meant to indicate components. The red usually represents the power that you want to get or take. Uh, The black one represents a sacrifice. It could be blood. It could be uh, something important to you. It could be a memory. The gray makes the spell grow so that it can be part of a larger, more complex spell. The light blue is where the spell itself has to be cast. The purple is the vessel casting the spell. The orange is... I don't know what the orange is, actually. I haven't, that's the one I haven't seen before. And then the yellow is the power source that you're using to feed the spell. And then that tan one lets it be something small and then larger, so to take it from the basement to the roof and then out to the surrounding buildings. And then the brown is the totem, like if there's a symbol that has to be used. Oh, God. So wait a minute. Is it feasible to say that they used the ley line to fuel the whole spread, not just the circle that we found and thought that that's all it was, but this entire pattern? Or would they need a ley line for all of it? I think you'd need a ley line or something close to it for all of them. I mean, they all have the yellow spot. All the circles have a yellow spot. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's big then. That If this is really what we're looking at if it wasn't just that single circle we have to find the rest of them we have to find where they pinpoint you know we have to find that middle circle because that's where something's going down right the way this layout looks to me you have those three outer ones and they have the link to the middle one but you can see here that the middle one doesn't have all those components but it does have three of the blue which indicates to me that the spells from those other three locations come to here do these circles have to be exact Yes. I just don't know how to look for this circle. I can't imagine after the weeks it's been that there's going to be some candles on rooftops, you know? I mean, that seems like a rough way to to go about the search. And we can't look for ley line energy because the spell's already done. Like, they already drained the one. Like, this was all one thing that went off. Yeah, I mean, they might have been able to trigger each of the three locations individually and then activated the center, but... Do you actually know where any of the other ley lines are? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, that might be something that we need to 
kind of coordinate, you know. Oh, in case they used some of the other ley lines to... Yeah, see if any of it lines up, if one of them maybe lines up where these other circles are, that could be a good way to kind of triangulate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got about nine others around Indianapolis, so we can mark some of those for you on a map. I assume I can trust you guys not to oh, of course, misuse yeah. that information. I'm already taking a photo of the map with my phone and posting it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flipping through the filters as he says that, and I'm like, delete. <laughs> What all are you going to try to do? What all is on your mind right now? Well, we do need to research uh, Lana Kane. Um, we need to check on Ori, definitely. I kind of worried about the guy a little bit. Yeah, I definitely plan to do that. That's like first thing I'm going to do since I can just pop over there and Absolutely. if it's popping off, then we have to do something about it. And if it's not, then it's done in a moment. So right. I'll definitely do that right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, in my head, the last thing that I was able to ask her, the answer she gave me was pointing me in the direction of this divine. So that in my head is the step that I want to follow on. But obviously that, you know, imminent danger is kind of our shtick too. So I think, uh, you know, if you check on Ori and he is in imminent danger, then that's something that we should be dealing with, obviously. But Otherwise, I, I want to figure out how the hell to find this other divine. I guess kind of going along with that, she did say something about the Argonauts. So I, I think one of us should definitely do some research. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth checking S- out. Sorry, aren't we in the middle of the Midwest? Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you know how deep those Great Lakes are? That would be a hell of a twist if that submarine's at the bottom of Lake Superior or something. <laughs> Let's chill for a minute. If you want to go check on Ori, Jake, and then just pop back and kind of let us know, and then let's, uh, you know, make a break from there. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Or if there's, you know, something weird going on, just have your phone out so you don't have to keep blinking back and forth and just kind of let us know what's up. Is that cool? Yeah. Groovy. And then I will walk out Rev's front door and I'm not going to go directly to Ori because you said I knew Ori well enough to go to him, right? Uh But I'm going to go somewhere in the resort. I'm trying to take precautions against just like if he's helping a guest just appearing next to him. So somewhere that was like slightly off the path where I don't think anybody would see me at the resort so that I can show up and then just kind of make my way to where I know Ori would normally be. Any particular spot? Uh, I mean, I know we kind of sniffed around some of the bungalows between... (laughs) 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 Sniffed along the bungalows. (laughs) Uh, You should probably just teleport into the shower of the bungalow that we had. What are the chances somebody's in it right now? Um, yeah, like basically between a couple of the huts where I know that nobody would really have a reason to be. So you appear in Hawaii and the view you guys are used to seeing while you were there were all these really nice bungalows. And of course, you could see the ocean from where you were, palm trees. It was a very beautiful resort. When you get there, you don't see anything but ash and pieces of wood that are left over. All the stones are broken up. Oh, shit. <sighs> um, Like the main office building, is it still at all standing? Everything is gone. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. I want to pop over to the village on the island, to the dock. You appear on the dock, and there are a couple of people working there, and they're startled by your appearance. Nia is actually there, and and she talks to them and calms them down and then sends them inside. Nia, what happened to the resort? What do you mean? It's been raised. It's been, like, burned to the ground. There's nothing left. God, I I had no idea. Whatever happened has happened, I guess, so maybe you're not in any imminent danger over here if you didn't even know something bad happened, but I have a feeling that somebody, like, did that deliberately because of us. Why do you think that? Um, because one of the guys there, we interacted with him a lot, and I think he's 
involved in like he's he's involved in some dangerous stuff and i think it caught up to him just be careful all right keep an eye out i don't know what else to tell you i mean i'm not going to tell you guys to like evacuate the island you might be fine but just know that some bad stuff happened on this island already and it might again it seems like that's all that happens here uh, I'm going to go check on the priest and see if he knows anything that happened or if he's okay. I don't suppose you guys see him any more often, right? No, uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to pop over there. Be safe. All right. And then, I'm yeah, I'm going to pop over to the church. You appear at the church. Everything looks like it did when you left it. I'm going to knock. A couple moments and then he opens the door. Father, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm not great. Do you know anything about what what happened to the resort? What happened to the Wave and Sea? Well, I mean, I don't know what happened, but I did see that there was a lot of smoke coming from there a few days ago. That didn't raise any flags? I mean, we don't have any interaction with them. Well, it's gone. It's been raised. Well, I'll just tell you the same thing I told him in the village is something bad happened and something bad might happen again. So just be aware. Stay safe. Seems to be a cursed place. Yeah, it might be worth relocating. Yes. Good luck. You as well. And I'm going to go back to the resort area and start looking around. And I am going to go ahead and now fire off a text to them. So Tass and TJ, you guys are hanging out at Rev's. Four or five minutes past, and you haven't heard back from Jake yet, which seems strange. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I think I have my phone out, and I'm just doing some preliminary Googling, mm-hmm. like looking for reports, like news reports of um, unusual circumstances, and you know, kind of using all these keywords that I would if I were looking for Jake. Person in armor, wielding hammer, uh, unexplained physical prowess, or supernatural-seeming type things that would match what I know Jakey Poo can do. You actually come across a couple photos of Jake and of you guys. Okay. You see a photo that Jake had taken on the roof with the two workers when he went back to check the building. Oh, shit. Um, You see a photo that was in the newspaper when the astronauts came back, and you can clearly see you guys kind of in the background trying not to be noticed. Good. You see a couple of photos uh, from different spots that you stopped in Hawaii, the different uh, kind of attractions that you went to and locations where <laughs> people took photos, uh, anything that you guys hashtagged. Uh, you find probably about a dozen photos with the three of you very clearly in the background, if not in the foreground of them. And what just occurs to me, because we don't talk about this a lot, this is redhead TJ yep. not looking this like is, TJ. Yeah, this is uh, modern family TJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't really, we don't, we don't bring that up enough because it doesn't really, there's not yeah, a reason have, to. Yeah, you haven't really encountered anyone who knows you guys. Right. Uh, so I would be showing them that. Go. Okay. Neat. I thought you guys were like a shadow organization. Well, and I have nothing to say to that. When did Jake take this picture? Uh, and your phone buzzes as you guys are having this conversation. And there's a text from Jake that says, The Wave and Sea has been demolished, uh, burned to the ground, and that I am going to snoop around some and see if I can't get a preliminary idea of what happened um i would send him one back asking if ori's okay no sign of him yet uh i don't want to go right to him in case he still got some plausible deniability that's why i want to figure out generally what happened here before i jump the gun and go to his side i'm gonna put okay with the crooked frown emoji. I'm afraid that Gregory Nash might have shown up and given him a bunch of shit and taken him, and he might right this second be like, no, you don't understand, Gregory. I wasn't with those guys, and then I just go, bing, right next to him. (laughs) Like That's what I'm terrified of, so I'm (laughs) trying to not do that. (laughs) That's fair. 
so yeah, I would be putting my phone away and getting my guns out and ready, kind of just making sure everything's in order. The thing that occurs to me whenever uh, this comes up is like, wait a minute, if this place is raised to the ground, does that mean that anybody who's tried to get to this place before, like, you know, somebody who's actually going to the resort is going to be severely disappointed? And so I look online. Are you worrying about the customer? Yeah, basically. Is that I am. Uh, but I look online to see if they have a website and what it says. To see if like there's a status update as to what's going on. <laughs> Look at the Yelp page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is a website. Okay, what does it say? It is a uh, link not found when you go to it. Okay. I just wanted to clarify it. Like if somebody had created some kind of like fake website to say, everything's fine. We're doing fine here at the Wave and Sea. Oh, I see. Like if they're trying to lure people in for some reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting to see what he's going to say. If there's action and he's not back here, I, I've got nothing to do but wait with my guns. So Jake, you are back at the Wave and Sea. What are you looking for? Boy, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for. I think I would start like rifling through debris around the main office where it used to be and see if I can find anything. First thing is, did Ori die in this? Mm. Am I going to find a corpse or am I going to find a bunch of them? So you go up to the front office. Roll investigate a mystery. Ten. You get a whole two. Bala. Uh, what is being concealed here? So as you look through the rubble that used to be the main office, you can tell that this was professionally demolished. There's not only burn, but there's also, you actually find a couple of blasting caps. And from where you are with all of the buildings knocked down, you can actually see that there are signs up at the front gate as well as caution tape. Oh, what happened here? They decided to get rid of it. You can see now with this idea in mind that it was professionally demolished, that the ash has been left to help the vegetation regrow. You can see that all of the cement has been broken up and scattered. Um, there's not many chunks of it left. It's mostly stone. Uh, and you can see that the sign says just as much, and it gives a date about three days ago about the demolition of this place. Uh, is there a company name and like contact info on that? Is there like a phone number? Uh, it just says the management, and then there is a phone number. I'm going to call it. You dial the number, and it goes into nothing. Ooh. Okay. I am going to go ahead and actually call Tass. Okay. What's it looking like? Uh, the whole place has been demolished. There is caution tape and stuff as if this was professionally done. It looks pretty professionally done. I don't see a body or anything in it. Uh, <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his. That's, uh, ben that's his benchmark for professionally done construction. No corpses. <laughs> um, there's a sign that's like, oh, you know, under construction or gone or whatever. Uh, here's a phone number for management, and I called it, and it's nothing. It's a deadline, which again makes me suspicious. Um. Oh God. Okay. That that gives me enough. I'll call you back in thirty seconds. I'm gonna hang up, and I'm actually gonna text. Ori. And I'm kind of saying as I'm texting to the guys, like, I didn't know what to like send to him with no reason to send him something. I didn't want to give anything away, um, you know, if anybody's monitoring him, but I think this is enough. And I send him a text uh, that says, Hey, Ori, how you doing? Uh, we were going to head back out for some R&R, &R, but heard that the Wave and Sea got demolished. What's up with that? You get an auto response that says uh, this customer is no longer an active number. Oh, not great. And I'll call Jake back. Okay. Well, I tried to send a nonchalant text to Ori, but the number is not a thing. 
I hate to say it, man. I think this is one of the things that has already happened, whatever that chase was. And if it isn't, we need to know. I mean, I don't mean to throw you in danger, but... I'm just worried about compromising him. You know, if he's still alive and has managed to lie his way out of being in trouble or anything, I don't want to pop up next to him and ruin that, you know? Or if Nash is basically, you know, he knows somebody knows about this place, so he got rid of this loose end and just relocated Ori to a different operation. Like, I don't want to go screw up Ori's whole thing, but if you think I should go to him, I will go to him. Like, I get it, I do, but the one thing that we know from those visions is that if they haven't happened already and we don't do something about it, they're going to. So one way or another, he is going to get chased. He is going to be in that alley running for his life if we don't do anything. That's the other thing. He was in an alley, right? There aren't really alleys anywhere near the resort. So he wasn't chased here. Not to say that he didn't go somewhere else and then this has still already happened. But right. I don't, I literally don't see where this could have happened here. Right. The, the environment doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll check in on him. If I have not called you back in, what do you think, 10 minutes? That seems generous, TJ. Yeah, like I'm gonna, two minutes. I'm gonna get. I was gonna go with ninety seconds. Yeah, and you. I mean, use the same thing. You know, he knows Nash would know what we were and what we could do, and that we were there to do a thing. Use that. Make it seem less like I'm checking in on an ally and more like, oh, I can zip around the planet all I want. I'm oh, checking like he in doesn't on a necessarily guy. know that I can only go to Ori because we're tight. Right. He might just think I can go wherever the hell I want. Right. Yeah. If I don't call back in ninety seconds. There's a solid chance shit has gone down. Okay. Goodbye. And I will pop over to Ori, wherever he may be. All right. So you make this jump to Ori and you appear and it is pitch black. You can't see anything, but you feel heat and humidity and it is noisy. You hear birds and bugs and very low you hear a sucking sound. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'm going to turn on my like phone light to try and see. And what are you pointing it towards? The sucking sound? I don't like that face. <laughs> oh god, no. You turn on the light and it takes you a moment for your eyes to adjust to the brightness. All the while your ears are focused on that sucking sound. As your eyes adjust, you can make out a figure hunched over the body of a man that is covered in blood and gore. Noticing the light, the hunched figure spins in your direction. It's Ori. His eyes look wild. He has blood all over his face and a set of long canine teeth glint in the light of your phone as he lets out a guttural growl, turning his attention towards you. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation. The preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. You mean like like uh, Walt Disney? I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. Swear to me, you 
never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear. You swear? Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter wouldn't melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me. People are losing their lives in this company. We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me! We're all murderers here. Bryony, you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The saw is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley? Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?